hello, and welcome to a very inventive episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, a man that needs no introduction, the inventor of the yellow jacket, Mike Rauket. The yellow jacket was a very unassuming invention for Mike to market because he's had other ideas and he's been in and around the construction industry for the, many uh, years. The holder for a microphone stand and it had coils up. Yeah. The coil beverage holders. A buddy of mine owns a rivet shop and I got some stainless steel coil wire. Like, uh, I don't know, heavy eighth inch thick. And I'd bend it around a can. Yeah. I Made mean, it look like a, a slinky, you know. You, and then the bottom the piece went across, and then I put a little bend on the top and hooked it on the mic stand. I still use it to this day. Mike and I's conversation travels all over the place as we explore Mike Rauket, the person. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you today by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony making walls better since 2004. If you'd like information about the Drywall Podcast, Fresco Harmony, or anything, you can contact me directly at info at frescoharmony.com. But for now, Mike Rauket inventor of the yellow jacket on the 25th podcast on the drywall podcast Yo, Nick. there you are welcome to the podcast rowkit i always yeah. say, i always say roush even siri knows that it's that it's roush on my end but rowkit what is that is that german, german. Okay. yeah we got some german english there i like it you're just you're wandering around here you got the phone yeah, I got it on the phone. No, nobody can Thanks keep to my daughter. <laughs> nobody can keep Mike down. Is your daughter there? She's around. She's around. And what's her name? Nicole. Nicole. Shout out to Nicole for helping Mike get dialed in with the Drywall Podcast this morning. We're just hanging out here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania, Mike. I've got a uh, I've got a laundry list of things here. Uh, how old are you, if you don't mind? I'll be 66. All right. So we have a elder. November 29th. November 29th? Yeah. Coming Excellent. up. Coming up. Uh, 66 years young. Happy birthday uh, soon. Um, I've got a laundry list of things here. Uh, working bee, three kids. Uh, I got the virals, Silver Mountain. <laughs> um, just a second. Burials. The Varials, Blue Heart yeah. Records. I've got Retired Carpenters Union. I've got Framer. I've got Bridge Work, Metal Studs, Drywall Patents. A lot of other in betweens there too. Yeah, and all things in electrical, plumbing. That's pretty cool. But you would you say that drywall is your main no. uh, gig? No, not at all. Uh, not at all. Woodworker. You know, woodworking, con concrete guy. Well, well, drummer. Okay. Let's back up a little bit. And it, yeah, yeah, we can back up there. That was, uh, <laughs> that was since day one. Since day one, you've always had drumming in your blood. Um, yeah, drumming uh, has always been around. You know, my dad played. Yeah, and uh, I started lessons in fourth grade. You know, and been hitting it ever since. Beautiful. You know, you're the second, uh, I would say, accomplished, more accomplished musician on the podcast. Other than myself, I'm definitely not accomplished. But like, you know, that that that's a vague term. But I do play. You've seen some of my stuff on, on yeah. social. But uh, say that again. Sunday sessions. Sunday sessions. Yeah, I haven't done one in a while. I don't know why. They're really hard for me. Um, uh, and maybe it's just my repertoire. I've ran out of, uh, music. I don't know, but then, you know, we can always learn songs, right? <laughs> um, let's talk, uh, the, uh, sorry. The other musician was, uh, who's that? 
masterpiece finishers, not theaters, masterpiece finishers. He's up in uh, Virginia. Okay. He's okay. a mandolin, mandolin and uh guitarist and a really good singer and songwriter. Cool. Uh, I'll share some yeah. of his stuff. With you. Players out there, you know, what's that? There's so many good players out there. Yeah. 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 Music would be such a hard route. You know, if you really wanted to be serious, if you wanted to make money at it, we were talking about that a little bit, just a tough route to go. Yeah, you got to have that one hit wonder. Something. You got to have something. And uh, a lot of pull nowadays. <laughs> yeah. You got to be savvy with the social media. You got to get it out there and it's got to be good. You're right. It has to be a very good you know, at least one song that's good, man. But, uh, uh, out on the road, they probably just passed your state a little while ago. Yeah. So your son is the, is uh, the drummer with varials. Yes. Okay. And, uh, he's, so he's a professional musician. He, the varials are, uh, how long have they been together? I'd say about 10 years, 12 years, you know, one guitar player and my son, they uh, went to kindergarten together. You know what I mean? So that's so cool. You were, uh, I, I guess you, you've drummed quite a bit and you still drum in bands and different bands, uh, you know, for shows and things like that still. Correct. Yeah. I'm working with uh, Mike Goulden, rolling and tumbling. Uh, it's a blues rock country soul funk uh all in one package you know so cool lot, so cool a lot of uh a lot of good old cover tunes uh memphis stacks records uh, love it you know motown and uh detroit yeah there's also a lot of originals there good which is really nice you know mike yeah. just finished another album up uh last this past year working on another one and I got in on the tail end of that, so I didn't get on any of the recordings, but I still go out and play the songs. There's a couple of drummers in this uh, ring of people. There's like 20 people. Yeah. Different players that, you know. Oh, funny. We all join join in together here and there and everywhere. You know, Mike works a lot. Yeah. And I don't want to work that much, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this weekend, I got a double header. I had to cancel the show last week because my back went out on me. You that's a lot. So you play you play you play pretty regularly. Yeah, we're doing I'm doing like two to four to five a month, you know. Okay. So I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be doing it though, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous, man. I never played I never played out like that. I always wanted to. It's not easy anymore. The old muscles are starting to not like it as much. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, I could talk about music, uh, forever, but, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about your background with drywall. You've done a bunch of different things. What's your, let's give a, a little bit of history about your drywall. How are you? Are, are you, uh, did you work in drywall for several years? Do you do just drywall jobs? How does that work? Well, I started out in housing, framed a lot of houses. Okay. And I went to bridge work, did 15 years of that, you know, heavy form work. Then I finally went inside. A buddy of mine was a foreman, and he uh, said, yo, you want to come to the mall and help us work in the mall? So then I started hanging more rock, did a lot of learn metal studs. And uh, I was always more of a framer than a rocker, but I still had yeah. the rock. You know, I still had to put it up at different times, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've been, I started tech school, Votech, in 1972. Okay. Okay. Been in the union 44 years and tacking another eight on before that. So I've been, you know, through the years, you learn to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Or should I say a lot of everything? A lot of everything. And that's a Carpenters Union, correct? Yes. Yes. I've been retired for 11 years. Um, just uh, doing yellow jackets. <laughs> but, uh, 
Uh, don't jump the yeah, gun. Don't jump the gun, Mike. We're going to get to the Yellow Jackets, buddy. I want to. <laughs> I, I, we got to have a little build up here first. Um, so you're you're in the union. Union is very good for us, you know. People that uh, yeah, you know, don't want to be responsible for running their own work, stuff like that. I mean, I look at it this way. Okay, everybody gets to pick their own race car when they go to the racetrack. You know. If, guy wants to join the union that's great i mean it's good yeah good good benefits and you know it's just all around good it treated me right but you know the guys that complain about this or that or the other thing it's like this you picked your race car you took it to the track you drive it yeah yeah that's that's your that's your choice, you know. And also, you can have the engine tuned up anytime if you want. Yeah, you know, the union was very good to me. Still good. Is. I got forty four years in. Right. Hey, did you know that I started out in the union? I think I did see that one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a, I was an apprentice in the in the drywall union. And you've listened to, have you listened to a couple of podcasts? Yeah, quite a couple spots here and there of it. I didn't watch all of them all the way through, but. Um, sure, sure. Who did you catch? Who did you happen to catch? A little bit of David Lee and. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> John McLaughlin, I guess, is it? Robert. Robert. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's characters. You like the characters. So in the in these in these fields in these different fields of work that you've done, let's just say you've done your fair share of mixing various materials. Yeah, I mean, you, through the years, you're always coming across something, you know, whether it be patching a piece of cement or you know doing drywall or mastic, mixing structo light. Yeah, um, which has really got me into the. Uh, something to hold the bucket was 50 bags of structo light you know what was the project you were doing with the structo light uh infilling door frames for uh fireproofing in the stairwells okay <laughs> and so you were you were mixing structo light and the bucket was uh it was spinning out of control you had a mixing area i assume this was before you ever heard of any paddles that stop the spin in the bucket like say usg or the l5 any they, they always had just this that design that rectangular maybe a twist yeah a square some guys there was a bow tie nobody gave a shit about nobody gave a shit about like what their mixer looked like. It was like, it's a, it's a mud mixer. This is a mixer for mud. This is a mixer for paint. This is a mixer for tile. Right. Right. Well, there was no, nothing like, you know, the paddles that eliminate the spin when I started the yellow jacket, you know, right. it was just, uh, I was working and sold one to a company it was on the job, the tapers, and a couple of weeks later, Foreman comes up with this paddle. So, what do you got, Jim? He's there. Ah, it's a new paddle. It's supposed to stop the spin. I said, "What?" You know, this <laughs> the idea working on the yellow jacket, right? So, after he used it for a bit, he said he didn't really like it much because it didn't get down to the bottom, the corners of the bucket, whatever. Well, let's back up before before the invention of these better mixer, better paddles. Let's back up. You were on the job. You're mixing fifty bags of Structolite. You're doing something, infilling doors, and you're. I mean, what is occurring that caused you? I mean, I want the I want the lightning bolt, buddy. I want like, you know, you're standing there, <laughs> that bucket spinning out of control. The, the the feet aren't holding it anymore, and you're like, I need something. I were, I must have worked on that project for like a week and a half straight. I mean, it was like a 16-story college building. And by the time it was over, man, my shins were killing me. 
Because you're going through a lot of struck delight, correct? Yes. My shins were aching and uh, I had slop all over me. Right. You know, the only jacket you step back away from the mix, you know, you know, it's, yeah, it's wash friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you're, so here's what I like about the yellow jacket. And if you don't know, if you're listening audience, the yellow jacket is a platform with a metal frame that disallows the bucket from spinning. But here's, I, and I ordered a, how, how long ago did I order a yellow jacket from you? Yeah, it's probably at least two years. <laughs> Maybe two, four. <laughs> was it? Was it? I don't know. Two or four. <laughs> Maybe but, I don't know. I'll have to look. Um, but uh, you you got one of the like second ones off of uh, let's say the Facebook <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? I just thought, I I, shout out to all uh, all the uh, creators of the groups for putting up with me this long. And uh, all the people that have them. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, pictures and testimonials. Uh, you know, I want to thank them all. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, even further, know. like anyone that supports people doing cool shit in your industry, like shout out, you know, because uh, we need support. One thing that the Drywall Podcast does is it shines a spotlight on people just like you and me that are trying to do cool shit in an industry that's very hard and we get a lot of pushback, you know, but there's a lot of people that support us and that's just so cool. It's always like 80, 20, you know, yeah. 80 good, 20, yeah. 20 bad. The 80, but, 20 uh, rule. Yep. You know, I mean, some guys are brutal, you know, and it's just a tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just a freaking tool and it's it like they're, it's like somebody just tried to you know yeah beat up their kids or something you yeah know what i mean yeah. it's like, oh, like giving you shit it's like hey man just, hey man just scroll on you don't like the tool that's fine just it, it, just move on i'll i'll uh i'll sell it to somebody that's actually interested you know um, so what I was going to say, though, what I like about the tool, and this is going to go back to your invention, is those little brackets. There's a bracket, like a little a little piece of metal that sticks up on either side of the uh, of the metal frame that goes right into a bucket. So the handle has a little outcropping of plastic. Those little metal those little metal parts go right into that bucket outcropping, and that's what holds the bucket high up from spinning and uh i thought that was uh i didn't even know that was on there until you told me anything i tried down to hold the bottom it just didn't work as good so i figured okay we'll shoot to head for the top of the bucket and that way you know it doesn't your drill doesn't fall over and all that you know oh right it holds it holds your uh, you know around that top i, I mean You know, you held it up there. Yeah, it's just where you can screw it right down to the subfloor. Right. Know, if you're in a rough, rough floor, just screw it down. Yeah. Or my but, favorite, my favorite was um, the casters. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Abe. Thank you, Abe, if you're watching. Abe put casters uh, on his base. Yeah. Yeah, and uh really made it something. You know. Yeah. A little more a little more touch to everything. Have you, you had any it at the very beginning, I remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh have you had anybody uh do use casters other than Abe? Not that I know of, no. Cause it just have makes I... sense to me. The double the double screen, you got your pump. You know, you got your extra bucket of mud and you're just rolling that thing from room to room on a single floor. You're cruising around with your pump and your box and just blowing it out. Right. Um, they're very strong. I mean, they're they're super strong. You know, you got yours. Mm -hmm. you, you can throw them around in the back of your truck, you know, slam things against them. They just... Yeah. 
They're indestructible. You know, I, I have a limited lifetime warranty on them. Okay. What does that what does that mean? It means if it breaks, I replace it. Beautiful. You know, it doesn't cover crushed or bends, but you'd have to run it over with your truck or something to really bend this thing because they're you know, when you put a radius on something, it's it just strengthens triples yeah. the strength, you know. You had, so you had the idea. Now, when somebody has an idea, a lot of times they're like, oh, I have this really great idea for a bucket holder uh, so it doesn't spin. A lot of times ideas don't make it past the drawing board, buddy. You've sold a bunch of these. And how does one take an idea? Did you get a patent first or did you go and try to make one? Well, it took three years to get the patent. So <laughs> it took... Uh... Sold some, maybe one or two at first, and then went to the patent attorney and did the patent searches. And so I went on patent pending for a provisional patent pending for a year. And that means, you know, you can pay half the money. And then if you decide to bail out, you don't pay the rest of the money. Okay. Instead of putting it all up front. Provisional patent pending is, that's what that is. Okay. Then I paid the other half of it, went full patent pending, and it it was almost four years to get the patent. Okay. And during that period, you know, I was making them in my backyard. I mean, I, I welded 60 of these things up. Sometimes it was uh, standing on three inches of ice because they don't have an enclosed shop. Okay. Fire, fire roofer, I would burn it down. Yeah. He's standing with a big giant umbrella working in 90 degree heat, welding them together in my backyard. It came out of a little backyard, man. You know, this wasn't something that was drawn on some draftsman's table and tape tech or something like that. Speaking of tape tech, I did go down to Georgia. They, uh, they, they called me in for a presentation. They liked it and they didn't pass it. So I'm still here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, when I sent them the information in the video, they called me right away and said, come on down. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is they say, oh, if guys don't want to spend no more than 40 bucks or something like that. Well, you can spend 40 bucks on something like that. It's, it's going to last you maybe a year or two. Because it's made out of plastic. Yeah. You know, these are triple triple the money, but they last forever. Well, I sent you that one bucket. We messaged a little bit. You saw that one that it folds out and then a bucket sits in it. It looks like it's padding or something that holds a bucket in place. It doesn't have the little tabs at the top. It's a bottom bucket holder. Um, yeah. The thing that felt folds up. Like plastic. Yeah. Um, Another company, TriVoice, had uh, that ring donut uh, <clears throat> in Lowe's. And I went back to look at it again, and they discontinued them. And I called the manufacturer, the guy who made them, invented them. Uh, yeah. And uh, they just uh, weren't selling. You're not getting back and away from it. Um, if you let go of it with your feet, the bucket's still going to fall over if you try and rest your drill. I mean, the right. yellow jacket's a perfect hol holster for nesting your drill. Tighten that chuck up. Don't wear your chuck out. Don't wear your shaft out from that. Um, you know, it's just uh, different advantage advantages to it. Yeah, so what Mike's talking about is that there's, you know, when you're at your mixing area, a lot of drywall guys know, like you constantly have to take your drill on and off of the paddle. It wears out your, your paddle and it also wears out your chuck. And a lot of guys will spin that drill down onto their chuck with, or onto the paddle, which I hate. I always do it by hand, you know, to save my, to save the end of my paddle and also my chuck. But the beautiful thing about the yellow jacket is that you don't have to really take your mixer, uh, 
off of your drill every single time that saves time and it also saves wear and tear on your drill so with the double yellow jacket you got two buckets a water bucket and you're whatever you're mixing and you know you just rest it in there and you go you know yeah you can go back and forth with the with your paddle and the drill set up yeah um, it's right there it say it does save time also if you're taking the lids off of buckets you know how some lids can be a real problem uh a yellow jacket just holds that bucket real nice and tight I don't think the lid the yeah. lid the lid conversation has really been talked about enough. Those lids are a bitch to get off, and I know the East Coast, it's all buckets. I mean, on over where I'm at, we use boxes of mud, and a lot of places use boxes of mud. I know the East Coast uses uh, buckets. Those buckets are a bitch to get open. They really are. I mean, I'm sure if you use buckets every day, you have methods for that. But this holds your bucket in place. So you can rip those bucket lids off. No problem. Right, right. Right. A lot of, a lot of guys say, well, I don't have room in my truck. Well, you put buckets of tools or materials in the yellow jacket, and it takes up zero space, you know? Just a for instance, like if you have materials in the back of the truck, it'll hold that bucket in place. And it doesn't take up any more space than the amount of space that the bucket isn't going to take up anyways, you know, cause you put your bucket right. in the yellow jacket, put the, put it in your truck, your bucket's not sliding or moving around in your truck. Uh, I thought that was a cool aspect of it as well. So you made the 60 out of the gate, you made the product yourself. Did you paint them? Yeah. I had to uh, prime them and paint them. I used to hang them on the clothesline. Paint dried pretty quick, but now they're powder coated. They're powder. They're nice. CNC uh, CNC machine. They're very pro, uh, as as you saw from the uh, little demonstration. So you transferred at some point from making them to yourself to having somebody else make them. Yeah, yeah. When I couldn't do. I couldn't couldn't do it anymore you know couldn't keep up with it it was uh labor intense yeah uh, and here's the thing too i mean just to weld one up and get it cleaned and painted and then do the platforms rock and roll and i was doing three and a half hours to four yeah. hours on one unit okay and i was still trying to get 90 bucks for the platform and the cage and I was getting beat up, you know, it's like, wait a second, you know, I know there's work involved in this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, figure working at home and just trying to keep it going and rolling, you know, I had to, I had to do what I had to do. Why didn't you quit? Well, one, I got the patent. Yeah. And two, you know, it gives me something to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing drums and working on my house all the time. Yeah, yeah. There, and uh, let me tell you this, and I don't know if you experience this. We're both innovative uh, tool manufacturers, if you will. I mean, mine's a mine's a formulated color pack and sealer, um, you know, but it's still selling a product. Um I don't know if this happens with you, and I didn't ask these questions to Corey with the Tech Dry tool or uh, or uh, the uh, platformer. But when you sell that product, when you sell one of those, I mean that feeling is just phenomenal. When somebody when somebody like buys a product that you made, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into, it's a good feeling. Yes, especially when they come back and say how much they they like it again, you know, once they get to try it out. Yep. You know, yeah. But um you know. Are you looking for maybe a strategic partner to make them help market? what's your what's your sort of uh what's your direction with that? Well, right now I'm in the process of really turning it over to my kids. Okay. You know what I mean? Three years I'll be or four years I'll be uh Seventy, you know. How long do I want to keep? You know, I want to be on a beach somewhere. How long can I keep doing? You know, 
deal with it, you know. I just yeah. rather be I'd rather be on the beach with the boat or something, you know. So your your kids, uh your daughter in particular has some marketing knowledge or she's yeah. just savvy on social media. She's taken the yellow jacket recently, gotten it onto Instagram, I know, and TikTok. What is the Instagram uh uh page? What's that called? Is it like at the yellow jacket or that one she's got set up, Yellow Jacket Pro. Yellow Jacket Pro. So yeah. you you can find you can find some cool pictures there. And then she recently got you onto uh, the TikTok. Have you messed around at all with TikTok? That's all her too. That's all her. Have yeah. you mess? Have you gone onto TikTok? I go on it. Just starting to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I'm more of a worker. I'm not an office guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather be getting, I'd rather be getting dirty. I know what you mean. The reason yeah. I'm asking about uh, the reason I'm asking about the TikTok is because, from what I've seen, the Yellow Jacket has like conjured a lot of energy on TikTok that I haven't seen it conjure on uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. Like you're getting a lot of hits from Instagram too. So I mean, what she's doing is working. Yes. Yeah. There was like 120,000 views. In like seven days. That's a lot of eyeballs. And you're are you making uh, sales from that? Some inquiries. You have such good prices. Yes. The prices are hammering me right now. You know, everybody knows the price of materials going up, stuff like that. You know, the steel went up. It's guys are trying to justify spending that kind of money for something like that. Yeah. But but. I have uh, sold a few since the TikTok, which is only a few weeks old. Do you keep them busy with all your stuff? Yeah, the podcast is doing really well. Um, you know, I'm meeting some cool dudes. We have Columbia Tools, Aaron and Elliot with Columbia Tools. Uh, the first part of a two-part interview is going to be tomorrow on the Drywall Podcast. Uh-huh. Those guys are out of Vancouver, BC, or uh, British Columbia. Sorry, uh, right. really, really cool guys. Um, uh, we talk about the history of Ames, you know, the automatic tools, right. and right. how, how they're exact same thing. Yeah, their dad. Uh, well, not because Ames was the first, and they had yeah. light. They had license on those tools, but the, but then yeah, they. They created tape tech. And so we talk about all that and we talk about uh, how their dad started tooling these tools and created Columbia tools. Uh It's pretty interesting, you know? I mean, shit's interesting to me. I I don't know. There's always something new coming out, you know? Yeah. Your story's interesting to me, Mike. Before the... (laughs) Before there was cordless tools or nail guns. Yeah. You know, I remember being, I think it was like 1979, 80, when I saw the first nail gun come out. Yeah. You know, no, no, you know, all chucks had keys on them. I said yeah. to my uncle once, couldn't they make a chuck that doesn't need a key? And he says, you know <laughs> what? They're starting to come around with something like that because he was a knitting machinist. Yeah. Uh thing you know there was you know keyless chucks okay but um missed that boat (laughs) yeah but at least you got the boat in your shop yeah right right you got that boat that boat's probably more fun anyways yeah (laughs) um uh, so what does the future hold for the yellow jacket besides uh Nicole taking over and being like, dude, dad, give me, let me just do this. I'm going to sell this shit. What do you see? What's your ideal scenario for the yellow jacket? Yeah, I'd like to see somebody pick it up. You know what I mean? Uh, 
some tool companies. Anybody out there, let me know. If you want to, if, if you don't want to deal with the uh, buckets falling over and all the benefits that it does have, you know, yeah. using your feet to me is crazy. Yeah. When, you know, when you really don't have to. Yeah. But there's other things out there, other ways you can hold the buckets. And, and I still, I, I still say. see, I still see people, they say, put your foot on the top of the bucket. And let me just, let me just give a shout out to all drywallers worldwide. When I learned, I put my foot on the top of a bucket one time in the union. And those journeymen were like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Get your foot off of the top of that bucket. And uh, and if you don't know, you don't put your foot on the top of the bucket because you get shit in your mud when you put your foot on the top of the bucket. And uh, all it took was once for me. And uh, I stopped doing that. And it makes perfect sense. Right. right. You, you kick mud into your mud. One foot anyway. You know what I mean? Save your feet for dancing and... You know, yeah, yeah, and playing drums, of, you know, playing the kick drum, strap, strapping them around a bucket. You know, <laughs> yep. Now, when I came up with it, man, I was I was tired of uh, a few scenarios I got myself into mixing, and it was just like it's got to be a way to stop this bucket. You know, yeah, and it all led to that. So it's well, it's a smart, it's a really smart design. It's a hundred percent original and, you know, kudos to you, Mike, because like just coming up with a new idea is challenging, but taking it from your brain to actual uh, manufacturing and then selling a few of them, that is a really hard thing to do, you know, and you've sold more than a few you've had, you had a, um, you sold a bunch to an epoxy company, right? Yes, uh, Oxy Depot has a few left in stock. And uh, there's the Ashley's Concrete down in uh, Louisiana products. You know, they pick 25 off. Yeah. Uh, and we're a little over 260 to date, you know. But yeah. I've been doing it for a long time, but didn't really go full force on any kind of marketing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but if you were in 500, you know, if you were in a thousand stores, you'd be cranking them. I don't make much off of them. You know, I make $25 on a cage. Right. To be totally honest with you. Yeah. You know, I make about $30 off the platform. Everything else is material. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, uh, and then you add the shipping on top of that. That's why I give the option to build your own platform if you want to. You can, you know, save a little bit in the shipping, and it is only a half-inch piece of plywood. You know what you could do? This I just thought of this just now on the podcast, is you could buy one of those cheap-ass furniture movers from Harbor Freight and screw the, screw the, <laughs> screw it right to that. It's already got the casters. <laughs> yeah, you got to have locks on them, though. See, I, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But I, 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 could, I could get a, I can imagine that, you know, they get clogged up. You got the brakes on them and stuff like that. You know, you got to clean them good. Well, you could get uh, one of those cheap, you could get a cheap uh, Harbor Freight furniture mover and then you could get different casters. Uh, you know, they sell casters at Home Depot or whatever, you know, but that would work. That frame, that, that platform would work. Oh, yeah. The last time I tried, uh, figuring out a price for a guy for uh, we with wheels, it was like out of the ballpark. The wheels yeah. are expensive. Yeah, you know to get good wheels, they're gonna last, and they gotta be big enough to roll over cords and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, these screens. See the see these screens behind me. Right. I use the those. They sell individual casters for those. And they're like they're badass, and it's about thirty bucks a set. Double unit weighs fifteen pounds. It's no big deal to pick it up and carry it. You know, you just carry it by the bottom ring, and you're good to go. I mean, it's yeah, not, not a big deal. A lot of yeah. guys say, "Ah, something else I gotta carry out of my truck." 
Well, if, you, if it takes you five minutes to carry a tool in and it helps you for eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we like them. We like them when we're mixing up lots of color. Uh, you know, Jack uses it. Um, you know, we've had it for four years or whatever. It's pretty beat up. Yeah. I he uses it at his house. Um, yeah, he was using the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, made to get beat up and kicked around. And I mean, you're going to get them dirty. You're going to scratch them. But it's just uh, eighth-inch solid steel, man. You know, like I said, when you put something on a radius like that, you triple the strength of it. You know what I mean? It's just phenomenally strong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys just say, oh, I'll have that destroyed in a month. Well, like I still got the first one I made that spun probably 300 buckets. Yep. Still there, you know? Yeah, and all all of the tool manufacturers that I've had on the uh you know the, the tools that they've made are really durable, very strong, very cool. Right. Um, here something I I ask all of my interviewees uh, that I have on the show, if there was a pearl of wisdom that you could bestow upon the uh, construction drywall community, uh, nationally and globally, what would you tell them, Mike? Be patient, be kind. What goes around comes around. <laughs> the golden rule. Yeah. You know, it's all about, you know, coming home safe to your families, you know, feeding your family, uh, you know, come home to your kids. What else can I say? You know, you, you, everybody's got to eat one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, how you chose your road, your road is your choice, you know. I like the race car stay, analogy. Stay safe, you know. Don't, don't get anybody else hurt by making stupid moves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lost some friends. Lost a few friends, you know. How so? Accidents on a job. Oh, stupid. I don't even want to get in. Don't want to get into it. Stupid but, shit. Yeah, stupid shit. Yep. You know, watch out for the next guy. The next guy might fall in a hole that you didn't cover up. But yeah, it's been great, Nick. I mean, I really appreciate the interview. Yeah, I get a, I still get stage fright at stuff like this. <laughs> of course, man. No, this is uh this is different than music, buddy. This is like uh you know, this is who you are. This was a brand new room, man. I, I drew the blueprints. I had my buddy do the block work, and another buddy dug the all the dirt out. We took seven triaxles of dirt out of here. This is a new great room with a basement. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then where I came from was a big garage. Nice. Nice. But, uh, so even the dog's happy. The dog's happy. Look. <laughs> Very cool. Nicole's still in her office. Oh, yeah. She's like, do Next not, time. she's like, do not, bigger. do not bring that podcast into this office. Stay, wait, stay in that room. Do not go back out to the garage, dude. That garage, you see, and then your Wi-Fi stops, man. Yeah. That whole interview should have been done right there. There we go. <laughs> I was trying to get you to stay in that room. See, there's no delay. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You know, I built this, it's two by six walls, insulated. Yeah. And when I go out the back door, I have a hard time with a lot of stuff. It's like I don't get no reception because the walls are so thick, I guess. I don't know. You're a chemist, too. I'm an artist. You know, I, I play around with a lot of different mediums. And uh, I made wall hangings and art. Uh -huh. that's, that's, where, that's where Fresco Harmony came from, was art, making art. Colored joint yeah. compound. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sell a lot of it or just for I I used to. I used to. I ran a gallery for a year and a half. And uh I showed other people's art. I made I was making art uh on sheetrock and then I was I was framing it with metal uh framing. But I probably made over 400 pieces of art. You cool. know, like, and then uh, I would do art shows and I'd sell it. Uh, but then the more I got popular with doing walls, you know, that took over my time. Right. So I still make all my money on colored mud, doing colored mud walls. I get a premium, less work, more profit. And then that enables me to manufacture Fresco Harmony. Right. But now the, the Fresco Harmony, the, the color packs are funding themselves. I'm selling enough that it's funding itself. You know, nice. I'm, I'm not a millionaire yet, but you know, whatever, one, one day at right, a time. Right. <laughs> I've yeah, only been, right. I've only been doing it like uh, 10 years. The, the product it, it takes time. Takes time. You, yeah. you, you weren't kidding when you said be patient. Like it's, I've been doing colored joint compound walls for over 20 years and I'm 46. I started young, young right. in my twenties, like fucking around with colored mud. Right. There was no colored mud system, Mike, for finishing walls with colored mud. You're a yeah. creator. That's what I was doing 20 years ago. And then I was like, how can I share this? How can I share this with other drywallers? And that's where the color pack, I was like, oh, I could share the color formula. I sell you a color pack. You dump it in the mud, go do your own fucking fresco harmony. Right. You know? Cool. And that idea was about 10 years ago, but then I needed sealer. You know, I needed the sealer too. And so another company makes a sealer here in the United States and I private label, I get 55 gallon drums of clear acrylic and then I package it Right. and I sell the sealer. It just made me think of this thing that I created uh, back in the early nineties. It's the uh, beverage holder for a microphone stand. You know how it coils up? Yeah. The coil beverage holders. A buddy of mine owns a rivet shop, and I got some stainless steel coil wire, like, uh, I don't know, heavy eighth-inch thick. And I bent it around a can. Yeah. I made it look like a, a slinky, you know. You, and then the bottom piece went across and then I put a little bend on the top and hooked it on the mic stand. I still use it to this day. Why don't you take that idea to a guitar center or something? Haven't you seen them? You, don't uh, know uh, you know, here, here, here's how lame I am with music. I don't even, I don't even have a mic. I have this mic, but I don't, I don't have a, a mic set. I have two amps, but I don't have a mic in my house. Uh, get yourself a 58. I need a mic. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, especially, especially for sun, Sunday sessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. The middle of February here is about 15. And then we went down there, it was 85. Beautiful. Pontoon boat and drove out at two different inlets in the Gulf of Mexico. Crystal blue water. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. It was sweet. Yep. Well, hey, buddy. Um, thank you very much for your time uh, today. It's cool, right? We get to look at each other and have a conversation. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 It's uh, known you for four years. Seen a lot of a lot of your work going it's... on. You know, it's. It's uh, wild how I meet people. Yeah, you know, through the internet. It's different you know, it's, though. It's, it's a cool thing. 
it's different being able to like see somebody and have a conversation, talk to you a little bit about your background and, you know, it's cool. You get to know somebody. You know, a lot of guys, like I said, they'll miss and moan about this and that as far as, you know, uh, the guys are a bunch of bombs, blah, 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 blah. Well, <clears throat> if you're not doing your job and you're not producing, okay, you there's could be four or five, six hundred guys down the union hall that are willing to take your place. So you're down the road. They got no problem getting somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like, it's true. You gotta, you gotta produce. That's true. That would work, you know, call the yep. hall. Yep. But it's been a great experience. I wouldn't have changed nothing, you know, but like I say, if young guys, if you're not sure where you want to go and you don't want to be your own boss, you know, it's a very good spot to be in. Yeah, I like it. That's good advice. All right, Mike. Well, we're going to sign right. off. I appreciate your time today. You can find Mike on, uh, say your last name again, because I have a hard time with that one. Rauchet. Rauchet. R-A-U-C-H-U-T. Rauchet. And uh, he's on Facebook. Uh, Mike Rauchet uh, is his personal page. And then there's also the Yellow Jacket uh, page on Facebook. There's a Yellow Jacket Pro uh, page on Instagram. And now he is also on on uh, TikTok. Um, do you do YouTube? No. No. Okay. And... If you want to, uh, if you want to purchase or have questions about the yellow jacket for Mike, uh, are you cool with them calling you? Sure. What's your phone number? Eight nine six six two nine one. Two one five eight nine six six two six two nine one nine one. And what's your email? Rocketpro at msn.com. Rocketpro at msn.com. And then you have a website? Not yet. No, Nicole's working on that. Okay. Uh, stay tuned for the website coming out. Mike, we appreciate your time today, sir. Uh, I will get some more information from you. But for now, thanks a lot, man. We'll see you down the road. Yeah, you have a good day, buddy. You too, Mike. All appreciate right. it, man. Good talking to you. Right. Good talk. Special thanks to Mike Rauchett for being on the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate your time. Um, I appreciate your knowledge. And I'm certainly grateful for you being here with us. You can catch the Drywall Podcast every Friday on your favorite platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and also Podbean. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you exclusively today by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. As always, if you'd like to ask me a question, have questions about the podcast, have questions about Fresco Harmony or anything, you can contact me at info at frescoharmony.com. I appreciate you listening to the Drywall Podcast today. And uh, remember, keep drywalling.